Hello and welcome to episode 102 of the Haskin Cast podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin. Who else would I be? And today we are going to be talking to my dear friend and trusted health professional, Sarah, who has visited us a couple of times. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the realities of what is going on with the virus and all that from uh, a trusted medical professional from inside the medical industry. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully we'll be able to dispel some of the craziness that uh, we've been seeing on the Internet. I have really tried to limit how much time I am on. I find that what I'm guilty of is that when I see or get a notification that somebody has commented on something that I've posted or they've tagged me in something, I kind of feel like I want to respond. I don't like people waiting on me. I don't want people to feel like I don't care or that I'm ignoring them or anything like that. So it's just this sort of psychological thing I have. Um, but I'm trying to really limit now the amount of time that I'm on setting uh, periods of when I'll say, OK, between this time and this time, I'll spend 10 minutes online and I'll answer questions or respond to emails or whatever, um, because really I want to be using uh, the the extra time to focus on projects and, and getting things done um, back working on my novel, which I'm very excited about and uh, also working on a new album which is actually a, it's a new old album, I should say. Um, a lot of the albums that I had pulled off of the uh, the shelves, I'm revamping and putting back up. And I'm working on one of those right now, which I'm very excited about. Got a couple ideas for some songs that I'm working on also. Um, just uh, keeping very, very busy during all of this, trying to provide content for people enjo to enjoy, to take their minds off of things. And uh, of course, there's uh, already 101 episodes of the podcast for those who haven't listened to all of them. There is a ton of music out there that I've put out. I've got the uh, two Vegas books. If you uh, feel Vegas nostalgic or just need some uh, levity in your day. And there's also tons of great things. I want to congratulate my dear friends, Nathan Beaudry and John Matola, who just hit 50 episodes of the Deep Purple podcast, which is one of my favorite things. It is the absolute joy of my Mondays uh, when their episodes come out. Also, uh, if you're a fan of The Office, I've talked about this before. The Office ladies, Jenna Fisher and uh, Angela Kinsey, have their show that is also a, a great podcast where they review uh, an episode of The Office on each episode of the podcast. Do a great deep dive. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, if you're uh, a, a gamer, there is the No Quarter podcast that uh, reviews a different classic arcade game on each episode. So many of them I never even heard of. Uh, but it's neat to go in and hear the facts about a lot of these. Um, just so many cool things to experience. Um, I've told uh, a lot of my friends that this is a great time to, you know, explore things that you've always wanted to explore. Anything that you can go back in your mind and said, I don't have time for this or one day I'm going to or whatever. While you've got some downtime and you're just feeling kind of like, God, I wish I had something to do or I can't stand not getting out of the house immerse yourself into something that you've always wanted to do. Take advantage of the time. That's uh, my best suggestion to cure the uh, the doldrums or the feeling of isolation or, uh, you know, feeling trapped because in, in our nature, as soon as we're told we can't have something, we want it. So as soon as you're told you can't go outside, even if you didn't want to before, now you feel like you have to just because you're told you can't. Very understandable, but let's find some really good creative ways to better ourselves and uh, stay safe and healthy and keeping the rest of the people safe and healthy as well. Uh, a big thing for me, as I talked about last week, when you do have to go to a store, 
please take a moment and tell the people that are there putting themselves at risk for you every single day, thank you for being open, for being there, for keeping the shelves stocked, for answering questions, just for everything that they're doing. And uh, be respectful of the fact that uh, you know, you're you're putting them at risk, whether you think you have anything or not. There's always the chance you may just be a carrier. So just be safe, be smart, keep everyone else safe and let's share. Let's take care of each other. This is a great time for the world to come together. I know I'd sound like I'm being preachy, probably because I'm being preachy. But really, this is a good opportunity to uh, to really take care of each other. We can all get through this just fine if we look out for each other. Now, uh, there are going to be a lot of tough things. There are people that are dying. There are people that are sick and, and miserable and need help and, and uh, need medical help. Um, just be considerate, be supportive. Let's be there for each other. Not everything's going to work out right, but a lot of it can if uh, if we just be compassionate and human beings and not fight over stupid shit that doesn't really matter anyway. And, uh, and we'll be fine or as, as many of us can be, we'll be fine. And uh, hopefully we can all make this horrible thing go away and uh, maybe find some new avenues to do things that, uh, you know, like a lot of people are, are uh, telecommuting right now, which I've never understood why that wasn't a bigger thing already. And I have to wonder how many companies are going to look at uh, their success and failures with telecommuting and decide to modify programs or maybe keep things going after the virus is over. Maybe they don't need to, uh, you know, have the uh, the cubicles and the office space as much as they thought they did. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see where we come out at the end of, of all of this. And uh, I do mention this in the show, but I want to segregate my comment on this right here. Uh, being somebody that worked in the mortgage industry for over 10 years, I will give you a little bit of, of advice if you uh, are somebody who has been furloughed, who's having financial problems and has a mortgage, or even I guess uh, some of the apartments are, are doing this uh, for the renters, um, if you're having financial problems, don't hide it. Don't try to get, you know, just not pay and get away with it or whatever. Talk to them, have a conversation, get it on record that you've been furloughed, that you've been laid off, that you've lost your job because the company you work for had to shut down, uh, whatever it is, get in touch with them. I was one of the processors through the short sale boom, and I was also one of the processors through the refi boom, and I've seen both sides of it. And I can tell you that the more you communicate, the more that you're honest, the more people are going to be willing to help you to whatever extent they can. If you try and hide things and then all of a sudden you come out with, the, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, I was furloughed. It's going to look more like you're trying to just jump on the bandwagon. So just be honest. Talk to people. They're going to be busy. So be patient with return calls. These people are going to be getting slammed with people that are nervous, that are afraid, that need to talk about their situation, just like you. So allow them a couple of days to call you back. Don't leave another voicemail. If they've, if you've left a voicemail, they have it. Give them a few days to call you back. It's very, very important. I remember during the refi boom, uh, my voicemail would get full. And just in checking my voicemail, pulling all the messages off, it would fill up again during that time. I mean, it was almost an, an, an impossible uphill battle just to deal with the voicemail. That's not getting anything processed. That's just dealing with voicemail. So be considerate, follow up, but give them time. Just be patient. Um, they're going to be understanding. They're, they're, this is a whole new thing. They've hopefully learned a lot from that short sale time, and they're trying to head off that same sort of uh, issue that we had during that time. Um, but Things are going to change. 
So just be honest, get on record, get out ahead of it. That's the most important uh, advice I can give you. Uh, I haven't been in the mortgage business for a long time, quite happily, but uh, there are some things in that industry that just will never change. So uh, definitely um, keep that in mind. And uh, apart from that, if you uh, if you have stuff and you don't need stuff, don't buy stuff. Uh, leave those things out there for other people to buy. And uh, if if you see people in need and you have extra, please reach out and uh, and let's all help each other get through this. And uh, you know, I think about my uh, guest from episode 100, Allison Arngram, who uh, played Nellie Olson on Little House in the Prairie. And I think about what would they have done. What, what did they do during plagues and things like that during those uh, eras of our life or, or, or of history? And, uh, you know, I have to think that they were supportive of each other, that they that they got through it together uh, as best they could. And they didn't have a lot of the, the things in their uh, grasp that we do. You know, we have the Internet, we have email, we have phones, we have cell phones, we have texting, we have all kinds of ways to communicate to reach out if you need something. So please do and please be there for each other. That's the most important thing. Check on each other. Be there. Be good. Be kind. And that's my 10-minute rant for the opening of this show. Now let's get on to Sarah and see what she has to say about this whole crazy virus thingy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, while the world is in a complete state of disarray right now, we have so many things that are floating around the internet that uh, are some are true, some aren't true. You really don't know what to think. And so I invited my dear friend, Nurse Sarah, back to the show, <laughs> my first guest with a third appearance uh, to kind yeah. of uh, help cut through all this bullshit and, and get down to what's <laughs> really important. Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing good. And out here in Arizona, and we're on lockdown as well, like everybody else is out there. Yes. And so, yeah, we have a lot of fear and anxiety, which me and Scott would like to address tonight. Yes, we would. Now, you being uh, someone in the healthcare industry and have been for mm-hmm. ever, uh, yeah. you have one of those nice little government pieces of paper you have to carry around saying, I'm an essential worker. It's okay for me yep. to be outside. I do. You know, they have not uh, required that as um, something I have to have, but I have it just in case for when they do, because that is coming. I know it is. They have it in several other states right now. So, yeah, I have it on me at all times. Well, I, let me just first say to all the professionals that are out there right now, I don't whether you're in the medical profession, whether you're operating a store, uh, you know, grocery store, yeah. convenience store, uh, CVS, uh, with the extra long receipts, uh, thank you for being out there for putting yourself at risk to keep yeah. people, uh, you know, able to get food and supplies and the things that they need. Stop hoarding shit. Just stop it. <laughs> Where's the toilet paper and the bleach? Okay, so that's <laughs> let's. You know what? I I want to kind of address that first because yeah. before this even started, like the week before, mm. and people were mm. kind of like they had the heads up and they were starting to panic. I went to the grocery store at six in the morning and there was one package of toilet paper on the shelf, no paper towels, very little Kleenex, but a fully stocked shelf of juice. Did you you notice also there's plenty of soda? I didn't notice that. There's a lot of Coke, but there's no canned goods now. Really? There's no canned goods. Not out here in Arizona. Yeah. I I don't understand the, the... 
the level of importance. You yeah. know, like what's what's more important? Do I need um, toilet paper? So much? I mean, for for years. Right. I, I mean, well, I, I was watching. My, my first thought was virus something to stop the virus like juice or vitamins or you know i know that there's there's a lot of controversy over whether orange juice actually does anything for you or not for me well, and maybe it's psychological it does but it just seems like that would be the first thing that you would grab is something to keep your body safe and i i don't get the toilet paper thing i just don't get it i know it's, and you know what and there's a lot of other options that you can use besides toilet paper yeah you can grab a new, newspaper you know i mean you can take a shower. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do something. There's other ways. The toilet paper has not been around since the, you know, before Christ. Right. So. But what I haven't heard people saying is I can't get vitamins. I can't get, you know, uh, no, things like they're that. They're out there. Yeah. Yep. No, they're out there. You just have to look, go through your own medicine cabinet. You probably have some vitamins that you like, oh, wow, that's still in there. Well, I'm trying. I mean, even though it, they're expired, they probably still have some potency in them. Sure. And I'm trying to really limit how much I uh, go out and and expose myself to the air and expose other people Mm -hmm. to me. Um, Obviously, I'm fine because I've been more than two weeks isolated and have had no symptoms, very little human contact. But Mm -hmm. uh, but I try to limit uh, any exposure. So I'm really trying to go out like every two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks if I can stretch it. But but. I see people, they're, uh, they're going to the parks, they're, you know, walking down the street They're uh, what is the real danger of say going to a park and you don't really see too many people or you see people, but you stay at a distance. This six foot rule doesn't really seem right to me. Well now, okay. So I think the distancing is a smart idea, but it only if it only if you're actually following through, with it. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I see people, but I can touch a surface and I can walk away. And three days later, somebody else can touch that same surface, but stop and clean and then touch their face, wipe their eye, you know, drink something out of a cup and, and they can catch this, this illness. Right. So, I mean, and, and then the cruise ship, one of those cruise ships that caught the virus and it just went wildfire through everybody and they all got sick. They, they scrubbed and cleaned this whole ship down, and they said, "Oh, okay, fourteen days, fourteen days." On day seventeen or eighteen or nineteen, the virus was found again. Really? After after deep cleaning, yes. And so, I think this is going to be a problem for a while because once everything gets back to normal, we start they get the green light to go ahead and interact again. We start shopping and dating and and dining. And someone's going to start spreading it again. They're going to they're going to give it to somebody else. Well, I I love the idea that we have the restaurants open um, for takeout and delivery and that sort of thing. But isn't right. that really just still kind of not taking care of ourselves by utilizing those services? I mean, I don't want to shut right. businesses down. But I don't at the either. same point, how do we end this if we keep the contact going? But also, I mean, they, they do have modified services where they can leave the food at your door, or, you know, that kind of thing. But also, if people are getting furloughed, laid off, you know, how are they going to afford to do takeout? Well, that's true. Yeah. That's another issue they didn't think about. You know, I mean, Arizona State Department has asked to create a list of, uh, to cut um, 
financing by 25%, which means they're like, okay, we really don't need, you know, Joe and in every department. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my God, that is significant. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because when you think about it, like, let's just say that a, uh, we'll take a fine dining restaurant because I'm sure there aren't a lot of fine dining restaurants that do take out in the first place, let alone, you know, have people that want to pick up fine dining food. But if you, right. if you've got somebody that let's say one of their big, uh, uh, meals is lobster tail, all of a sudden they're not ordering lobster anymore. So now the people that ship yeah. the lobster to them are out of work. Now the people that go catch the lobster are out of work. I mean, there's a whole daisy chain for every one thing that changes. Yeah, there's a huge chain of, of negative events that happens because of that. Yeah, and it's scary because... I mean, we we've seen what the economy can do when it's really bad. We saw that in in the uh, what mid two thousands, you know, with with uh, the short sale boom the and stock all that. Market. Yep. I, I like mm-hmm. that they're trying to head things off. And I know this is more of a financial than a medical thing, but I I like that right. we're trying to head things off with this you know three month grace period and all that. Um, yeah. But I I just have to wonder that's only going to go so far depending on how far this goes. So if we're really looking at like the end of April, then it's probably not too bad. If we're looking at the end of July, that's something different. That'll be detrimental to every life. Yeah. So, okay. So let's go back to the park. So I go for a walk in the park and I'm, Mm -hmm. I don't see anyone around and Mm -hmm. I just stop and I'm like, you know what? I should probably, you know, get some rest. It's hot out. I should drink some water. So I sit down for a few minutes at a picnic table and I have some water. And of course, you know, I'm going to touch something. And an hour later, little Susie comes by with mom and dad and they go and sit at the same picnic table or maybe they were there before me. Aren't Mm -hmm. we just by doing even those simple things, aren't we potentially, I mean, look at the cruise ship that, and that was isolated. Yes, it was. They were in big trouble, those folks. But yeah, little Susie's in big trouble at that point because of you. Yeah, I'm kind of a jerk. (laughs) You're kind of a jerk. <laughs> you you just got Susie very sick. Yeah. And possibly oh yeah, and animals, which is another interesting thing. They don't know if animals can test this from their owners. Oh. Yes. So I'll be, I'll keep this very generic. Mm-hmm. But um I was working on a case um that the patient um she contracted COVID-19 mm-hmm. and her husband called me and let, to let me know. And I said, okay, what did she do any tra-? I wanted to know all the steps right. from the beginning to the end. And I said, did she contract, did she travel? No. Okay. So, and so I said, I, I need to talk to her. And so I called her and she said, no, the kids had just gotten out of spring break. They had small kids. Mm-hmm. And she went up to up north to their cabin, and she said a few days later, she's like, I am sick. The kids, um, she goes, you got to come get the kids. Her husband was working down in the valley, and um, he, he runs a bunch of construction sites. So he's moving around, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows how many people he came into contact with. Sure. And, yeah, this was, this was terrible. And so, anyway, he... Um, he came back up, get, got the kids, and he's like, you look bad. She's like, I, I feel terrible. I don't know what's wrong with me. This was kind of the beginning of the outbreak out here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this was, I think, a month ago. 
before it got really bad. And um, so he takes her to the ER. She tests positive. He leaves. He goes in. He puts her, takes her back home. They give her a steroid injection. They don't put her. She's not ventilator bad um, because she's in her 40s. She's pretty young still. And um, so the steroids seem to help her. She goes to bed for a few days. And then and they tell her, they make her sign paperwork, COVID paperwork, saying that you can't leave your home. You can't feed your dog. So she had to have them take the dog. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, that's was it some interesting inside information I had no idea about. And then also said that if you leave the house, we will assign a guard to your door and bill you. Wow. Yes, they are not, they are not messing around. And she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, they they had they were going to sign a, a police officer, military, or whatever they needed to do to make sure that she obeyed these rules. She had to sign the paperwork, and then um, she so she quarantined for two weeks with the stuff she had to. I talked to her I think midway during the first week, but she said she was feeling better, and I was really glad. And, Mm-hmm. But she said that, and that the, the uh, ER physician that she spoke to said that children are natural carriers of this because it's been around for a while. And so I was like, oh, these stupid children. Why do we have them? <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> I, I, I see so much uh, people complaining about people, yet we still keep making people. Yeah, I am I was good with just one. I was like, no. <laughs> and I don't even, I, you know, <laughs> she, she took I was like, oh, human, why did I have you? <laughs> yeah, but she's a good kid. She's so cute. I love her so much. Is it is it possible, though, that even if animals can't contract it, that they can be carriers? Of course. Everybody, at this point, I think globally we're all carriers, which is why it's so important for me to promote mask use. Mm-hmm. Because if, I'm, if you see me wearing a mask, I'm protecting you. True. Not just myself. You know what I mean? I, you should be thanking me. Thank you for wearing a mask. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for wearing a mask, so, Sarah. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, I went to the dollar store tonight because I need to, cause I'm just moving into a new place. Right. I have, yeah. I have, I I need a plunger. I need so many basic things that you're like, oh, my God. Okay. Hangers. Something stupid. Mm-hmm. So, and so I went and I got some things. I was wearing my mask. I saw one other lady there tonight wearing a mask. Wow. And one other, nobody else was. And there's probably about 20 people in the store. But we were doing our distancing. You know, everybody was, a, was good on that. But I had one lady approach me and she said, where did you get the mask? Because there's so little supply right now. Right. And I said, well, I'm in healthcare, So, you know, I have access to that kind of stuff right now. But not a lot. And she said, oh, you're so lucky. And this was an older gal. Mm-hmm. And she goes, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure. She goes, can I use coffee filters? And I go, yeah, sure. It's a protective item. So you need about two or three layers. How do I uh, design that, though? And I go, find yourself some hair ties or um, rubber bands and staple the things onto the end. Mm-hmm. Crinkle them up so that they're yeah. not super stiff. Right. And make makeshift it yourself. You can use whatever you want. Just anything to protect you from the rest of the environment. Mm-hmm. And and that should cover your mouth, but it should also cover your nose. 
Absolutely, because that's how you contract flu from eyes, mouth, and nose. Eyes? Any kind of a virus. What What can you do to protect your eyes? Well, just don't touch your face. Oh, yeah. 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 You just have to be careful. And, of course, I know we're short on hand sanitizer right now. That will not end anytime soon. Right. So the minute you walk in the door from going anywhere, you go right to the sink. And you wash your hands. Yes, and I'm glad that I learned that washing my hands was a good thing. People are acting like this is the <laughs> first time they've heard they're supposed to do that. I know. It baffles me. It's but, really sad. But let me ask you about the hand sanitizer because I kind of blame hand sanitizer for part of this problem. And mm-hmm. the reason I say that is because when, when that started to become a thing 10 years ago or whenever it was, where everybody right. carried around a little personal hand sanitizer and every time they did anything, they were rubbing it on their hands. They're not right. letting their bodies build up any antibodies because they're not allowing anything to get through. So how are we supposed to fight some super flu that comes around when our body has just been laying around getting fat, not fighting anything? Well, it's the same thing with um, everybody wanting a prescription for antibiotics when they have a cold. Mm-hmm. You have to build an immunity up to it, and that's why we have these super bugs now. Because, like this, you know, well, this is viral, but you know, there's they say no, you can't. And most sinus infections, by the way, are viruses. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that, and they say, "Oh, I need an antibiotic." Mm-hmm. No, you don't. It, your body will fight this. It's just going to take some time, right? So, yeah, I mean, on, at the end of the day, with all of this. Use good judgment. Stay home. If you don't have to go out, don't go. If you have food in the fridge, eat it. You don't need to go to the store. God, I'm feeling like a steak. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is I think that this is an opportunity for us to kind of get back to basics a little bit and, and appreciate the little things and not say, I'm going to go out to dinner every night or, you know, all these things that right. we just kind of take for granted that we have available. Like this is a really good time for us to step back and appreciate what we've had, learn how to do things right. a little more simply, and, you know, kind of appreciate life. Yeah. And you know, this has not been easy for me. I, I moved. Mm-hmm. I got a new job. I got, you know, I physically moved into a new place. I mean, I've had so much going on, but I'm used to getting what I want when I want it. <laughs> so right. it's like, I really want to do like a taco today. So I want, you know, I'll go into the taco, but. I'm limited. I'm limiting myself into myself. Sarah, is you making the right decision? Let's just think about this. No, you can make a taco at home, or you can make a salad. You know, or just yeah. whatever. You know. Well, and I, I certainly get that that if you can afford it, and if that's what you want to do, that's great. But this isn't the time to um to take advantage of those kind of things. You know, this is the the time to say. I could take an online cooking class or I can go on YouTube and look at some cooking uh, tips. You know, Chef Ramsey has one of those master classes that you could take. Uh, I don't know if you can get all the ingredients. He's really tall. Isn't he tall? I think he's tall. When I, uh, I was, I was on the uh, season 19 finale of Hell's Kitchen, not as a contestant. I I love that man. I I just, I went to the taping of it uh, because they shoot Mm. that here in Vegas now. And, uh, when I was turning in my phone and filling out the uh, the claim form, the, he walked right by me, and I was just like, "That guy has a presence." You know, Seriously. he's he's a big like, guy. He's so cool. 
Yeah, he was obviously, you know, in in uh, concentration at that point because that was after the final dinner service before he chose the winner. So I got to see the whole uh, him in the office, you know, looking at the two pictures, going over the oh, cards, all the way through the you're end. So of lucky. The, it, it was it was really cool. Uh, I got to stay there for the party and all that. So it was a really interesting experience. But yeah, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. But yeah, no, I think that end of the day, I think that what's going to happen is we're all locked down for a month here. It's yeah. fine. <clears throat> Limited good service, that you name it. But I think that this is going to get be, become positive. Mm-hmm. I think that they'll revisit what we can do, and they'll say, "Okay, look, it's going to everything's going to slow down." You know, it, we this is not our first you know, run of, of having a disease that takes, is, is crippling. Sure. But I think that they warned us. They said, this was going to get really bad. Mm-hmm. This will be our worst week that we're in right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I think this will be our worst week. Um, worst week so far or worst week period, do they think? So I think, I think this will be our worst week so far. Oh, so you think potentially we could, yeah, still not going, going well. Yeah, but I think that there <clears throat> there are a lot of good people. You know, all of a sudden, U.S. turned from having this amazing economy to being completely crippled. Yeah. When we come out of this, it's going to be it's we're going to boom again, and it's going to be very fast paced again. I think so. I, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. But why is it getting worse? If we've been in quarantine for what, like three weeks now? Why not everybody started? Not everybody That's did true. this. Yeah, That's and true. people even it's not it's not uh, um, um, government mandated in every state. That's true too, and that really surprises me. It's kind of like if one person doesn't do it, that that can ruin it for everybody. Correct. It's interesting. From my studio window, I can see mm-hmm. uh, planes coming in from uh, from the south into uh, our airport here, and I get that we're an international airport. But the planes mm-hmm. haven't really slowed down. It seems like there's still a lot of people that are coming here and not necessarily as tourists. I mean, they might, this might be a layover or whatever. Or business, yeah, or business, business travel, whatever. But it seems like there's still a lot of activity going on outside. I mean, some some people have even said, you know, we, we've been hearing the ice cream truck in our neighborhood. And I'm like, there there's little Susie that again. That is crazy. That's crazy. Why are you doing that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You have got to be smarter. I mean, oh my God, no. Well, I think it's it's that, at least in, in America anyway, I would imagine a lot of it is that that sort of, we're tough, we can survive anything. It's just an ice cream. It's just, uh, you know, whatever restaurant. And um, I don't think necessarily everyone's taking it serious enough to understand that, okay, well, while you're going out and getting your taco, that could be the last thing that you ever taste. Yeah, and, and people need to also think. Uh, they need to have this in their mind too. Who's making your taco? Right, and where did the ingredients come from? Because if that if yep. that cruise ship can all the way can, back to cow, <laughs> right? Well, if that cruise ship can be completely cleaned, and if well over the fourteen day period that virus has shown up again, right? How is anything potentially safe? I mean, you even going to the grocery store. Um, mm-hmm. when this, the day that, that this started, I had to stop at, um, one of those little, like a, a CVS or Walgreens for something. Yeah. And, um, I asked the lady how things had been going and she said, 
a customer yelled at me because I picked up her box to scan it into the register. And I thought, does she know that somebody also put it on a shelf? Like, did she think she was the only person that ever touched this box? Like, And it came from a warehouse and somebody touched something. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Yep. Tensions are really high right now because this is, again, an invisible enemy that that people don't have any control over it. So we're counting on our leaders to come up with a solution. And we always like instant everything, instant gratification, instant Mm -hmm. service. And we we don't have that right now. So tensions are super high. They are. And I think that that kind of goes along with the arrogance I talked about earlier is that we've just become Mm -hmm. so spoiled by having so much immediately accessible to us that anytime in, in... now that you can't have it, it's causing more stress. Now people feel even more isolated inside because they can't go out. And I think anytime we're told we can't have something, even if we didn't care about it, we're like, no, now I want it. Like Twinkies. Twinkies is a perfect example. I don't really think people really cared that much about Twinkies anymore. I mean, it was one thing in the 80s when they were a big deal, but now that there's so many choices... They they weren't hitting sales numbers. They they were going out of business. And as soon yeah. as we were told, you can't have that anymore. We wanted it. Yeah. And people were spending $200 a case on eBay for Twinkies. I really don't care about Twinkies that much. I'm not spending $200. You can't get me to spend that kind of money, man. <laughs> no, but I think it's more the, you can't have this. And the response being, oh, I'll show you. You're not going to tell yeah, me I can't no, have that. Yeah, no, that's exactly true. You know? It is true. So I yep. think we're seeing a lot of that with this kind of thing, with the, you can't tell me yep. I have to stay inside. You can't tell me I can't go to the park or or get an ice cream off the ice cream truck. No, even when I was out in, uh, out at the dollar store, and I getting my few things I could, mm-hmm. I, just by wearing a mask, people looked at me like I was crazy. And I'm like, what? are you uninformed? What are you? Where are yeah. you not wearing one? Right. Did you notice you know? that there's that most stores are just dark all of a sudden? <laughs> there's yeah, not a notice? lot of traffic. Businesses are, businesses are closed and and people are there's like nobody on the road, nobody out. Yeah. Well, and it's so smart surreal. people are not out, but no. Um uh, it's so surreal here in Vegas because obviously, you know, it's the biggest gambling town in the world, and not one slot machine in town has power right now. They turned off the power. Yeah. Yeah. They're not allowed oh, to have wow. slot machines on, is, just, is my understanding. They're serious. Yeah. Oh, so wow. even okay. you know, every gas station, every, you know, uh, all these places that that are not just the casinos have slot machines out here. The the bars do. Right. Uh, a lot of the restaurants the have stores. a couple of them, grocery stores do. Uh they're all they were all ordered off when when this first started because they don't want obviously people touching the machines. And yeah. um one of the, I think it was Station Casinos had sent an email out that said, uh, we're clean, right before they were ordered to shut down, uh, said something like, we're cleaning the machines regularly to keep you safe. I'm like, how, what, no. unless you're standing there waiting for somebody to get off that machine and cleaning it right away, you're not yeah, keeping anyone there's safe. there's no concierge happening. Come on. Yeah, but that's the intelligence that we were dealing with. And I get wanting to stay open and, and being there for people until you absolutely can't mm-hmm. do it. But that mm-hmm. is not helping. Right. And then going back to my story of this gal, this poor lady, thank God she recovered up north. But her husband went about business down the valley. 
you know, after he'd been exposed mm-hmm. and is now exposing everybody else. So I called him and I said, you need to stop and you need to quarantine. Yeah. And he said, no, I'm not doing that. Wow. Well, thank you. I said, he goes, I'm fine. I'm not going to get sick. And I go, well, you might not get sick, but you might get somebody else sick. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my concern. He said, no, no, it's fine. And not everybody that gets the virus is going to feel the symptoms. I mean, it's probably likely that they Correct. will, but some people are probably not going to notice anything at all because of their, their body and antibodies and all that. But yeah. they can easily just pass it on to somebody else. And they're like, no, I'm fine. I can go out. I, I'll be. I'll wear a mask or whatever. But they still are touching things and, you know. So the three-foot rule, you said something really interesting to me when we were talking about this the other day, the or mm-hmm. six-foot rule mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I'm going with 600 yeah. feet, by the way. And I'm going to continue that after this is over. I'm just going to keep people at 600 yeah. feet. But, <laughs> but what about sneezing. So so you can you can cough and that's going to be a short distance even though it goes into the air, but what happens when you sneeze? A uh, sneeze I think is what 3 feet it projects. I think it it might be longer. I got I haven't been in school in a long time, but mm-hmm. um yeah, sneezing the water droplets from your sneeze it it's quite a distance. And so you all anytime you sneeze, sneeze into your sleeve. Yeah. I mean just be careful. Do you, you like know, you with the, the vampire cough, right? Where you where you just like tuck your face into your arm. Exactly. Find your shirt. Yeah. Know your shirt. Live on your shirt. You know, I mean, just. And then, of course, when you get home, like I said, straight to the sink, wash your hands, and um, and then change your clothes. Right. Right. Yeah, that should be the first thing that you do. How about when a, pa- a package is delivered? Let's say that uh, UPS drops something off at your door, or maybe they put it in the uh, the Amazon box if you have one of those uh, electronic gadgets. Uh, what should you do with a package? Well, what I've been saying to everybody is if you have Lysol spray, spray it down, and then take whatever's inside and wipe it down with your wipe. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's the, the, it's just smart and safe practice, you yeah. know? What about uh, what about in the air quality? Now we're getting into spring, so mosquitoes are making their return. Uh, is there any yep. data on mosquitoes and and how they are part of this? Oh, that's they carry everything. They mm-hmm. drink, they bite you, and they drink your blood, and then they go and they do it to somebody else. So they con- they are malaria um, contractors, right? So of course, yeah, and they you know in. In third world countries, they're causing encephalitis due to malaria. So I just think everything, we need to be aware of everything at this point. And the what if. You know what's amazing is is that a malaria can kill a person, but it can't kill a tiny little mosquito. Like you think that it would bite you, suck up a little blood, and 30 seconds later it mosquitoes would Mosquitoes just need to X. They just need to X themselves out of the whole thing. <laughs> I would agree with that. They're just no good to anybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. They they really don't do much for me. Um, well, I, I guess they positive. feed the spiders, and the spiders kill other things. I don't know. It's it's like a whole ecosystem. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so so, what do you think? Uh, so if somebody like, how do you guys in in the 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 medical field when somebody calls mm. you up, how do you mm. determine the difference in the symptoms? I'm going to give you an example of something a friend told me last night. She said that she had been okay. uh, experiencing flu-like symptoms. 
uh, unlike ones that she's experienced in the past, her throat had started closing up. And so she, she calls in and she's like, hey, I'm I'm really worried this is going on. And like, no, you'll be fine. Just just ride it out. Really? And I'm, and because apparently the 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 difference for them in, in her mm-hmm. case was that she wasn't mm-hmm. running a high fever. Oh, OK. OK. So to me, I'm not a doctor, so right. I can't you know, say. But that sort of sounds like croup. Hmm. Yeah, when your throat closes up like that, I've had croup. You see a croup as a kid, and your throat closes up. It is the most horrible and awful thing ever. But they shouldn't have told her not to come in. I mean, there's something, uh, I don't know, as any working medical professional, you never want to turn a patient away when they need help. Right. I mean, we still need treatment for other things besides the virus. Yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, there's still things actively going on. People are getting pneumonia. People are getting cold, you know, even though there's not much you can do for that, you know. Right. But I mean, there's still other other issues going on. So, I mean, don't 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 turn people away at this point because you're worried about the virus. Just be smart. Wear your masks, wear your gloves, use your hand sanitizer. Utilize telemed health, which yes. is the virtual doctor. Right. Yeah. Now, in, in that medical professional's defense, they did prescribe her an antibiotic and she was able to get that and she's doing better now. But it Good. really kind of just at first I was like, I'm shocked that they would, that somebody's throat is closing up and they would just be so casual about it. No, yeah, that's, I don't like that at all, actually. No, I'm not a fan. Um, if somebody, if, if a family member or a friend told me my throat's closing up, I'd be jumping on that. I'd be, yeah. I'd be driving out to make sure that I can, how, how can I, I'd be steroiding you, you yeah. know? I'm like, let me get my hazmat suit on and I'll take you to the <laughs> hospital and, um, you know. Yeah, I'm hazmatting and I'm I'm punching steroids in your ass, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're opening up your throat, baby. Right. So I, I've heard a lot of different things about the reality of the availability of getting tested at this point. Um, do, what do you know about is it, is it, what is the, the reality of getting tested if you, if you feel you need to be? I, I think that people who don't even have it are wasting tests at this point. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just want to know. I'm just curious. I'm kind of a, you know, um, a nervous person and I just want to know if I have it. No, you don't need to waste those tests. Yeah. The kits are not available um, as common as you think. And so for people that <clears throat> are very sick, yes, let's utilize those tests for and save them for those people that need them. But I think if you're just curious, no, I, have, I think we should shut those people down and away. I'm kind of surprised they're not doing that on the uh, on the, the testing site end, that they're not saying, look, you're not showing any symptoms. We only have so many kits. We need to use these for cases that are showing signs. Are they not limiting that? They no, I don't. I don't. I don't feel that they are. I don't feel wow. that they're turning them away. In that's, my that's, that's my personal shock. opinion, though, because you can see on there's a you can go on to rollthemeter dot com, and you can see you know two hundred and fifty thousand negative. Well, why are you testing those people? Yeah, if it's negative. Oh, well, they're just curious. No, no, because we don't. We have so limited access to that supply. Right. You know, there's a, a physician here in in Gilbert who has 130 tests and they're doing drive-by testing. 
to not get out of your car because they don't want them in the office. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you have, that's 130 tests. You know how many people live out here in the valley? Yeah. There's a lot. Um, Hundreds of thousands. So what is, the, what is the process for the test? Is it like an oral swab like they do for strep? Um, I, I believe, and I, I'm not for sure about this, but I believe it's, uh, it's a nasal swab. Yeah. But okay. it's nasal pharyngeal, which means they go back into the nasal cavity. So they, they go back really, very deep, almost sinus. They yeah. really stick it up there. They are all up in your business in there. Yeah. Wow. That is not a test I would want to administer. No, because the flu test is just in just in the nostrils. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The H1N1 flu testing. Yeah. Now, when and the I, stress goes in the back of the throat. Right. When, when I was in a car accident, when I was, uh, I think it was just before I turned 15. It was Memorial Day before mm-hmm. I turned 15. My birthday is in July. And um, we, they had, uh, I, I was very badly injured in the accident and they had to put a feed tube yeah. up my nose. And that was one of the most horrible things I've ever been through because it felt like they just, kept, like it wasn't going anywhere. It felt like they were banging it against my skull and my brain. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's not God. going in. It's not going in. And they're like, we put four feet of that thing into you already. <laughs> like you're kidding. Yep. Yep. But that's not a pleasant feeling at all. But, it, but if you really, if you think you have it, go, go see if you can get tested. Go and see because the treatment options are different if you don't, you know? Right. Right. Now, what mm-hmm. I don't get is, okay, during, let's say, uh, World War II, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, factories and things were turned into ammunition factories because they needed to make ammunition very quickly. I'm yep. really surprised that they haven't done that with some of these people that are out of work where they've said, all right, we're going to turn your facility into a test-making facility, and we're going to start cranking these things out. Um, it seems yeah. weird to me that hasn't happened, or maybe I just haven't heard about it. It will. It will. It hasn't come yet. There's a little behind on catching up, I think, at this point, because it was, it, this was such an overwhelming thing that happened. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Honeywell is just down the street from where I live, because you know that. You lived right down the street. Yeah, I, I did. I, I lived in the same apartment yeah. complex you do, yeah. 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 Well, uh, yeah. So And so I am. Um, so Honeywell is now, they're typically aerospace, and they're a big technology company. But they're um, going to start producing N195 masks, mm-hmm. and they're going to start rolling that out next month. And and they're hiring crazy just to get the help to do it. Yeah. And so I mean, they're that's not their typical jam, but they're going to start doing it. Well, I think though that it's it's great that people are stepping up and saying, "Hey, we have an emergency, we have a need, and we could do something that's going to head this off." From continuing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would like to see them turn into a do something with the test or somebody do something with that. But I like yeah. the fact that people are making masks. In fact, my friend uh, Abby Stroot, who owns Pincushion, she started producing mm-hmm. masks as well. And I love that. I love that people are doing that. They're giving them to the hospitals um, because a lot of the hospitals can't get them either. I know. My mother, I told her tonight, I'm hurting. She's you know, so bored right now. Right. Your mom is a very active, active person. This has got active. to be hard for her. This yeah. lady is, yeah, I call her Gucci on acid, you know, because she's so busy and she's fabulous. And so, um, yeah, so I told her masks were, were needed, you know, it might, you know, and I can hand them out to the medical assistants and the doctors and, you know, and the staff. And she's like, I will go tomorrow to Joanna Fabric, and I will start making them. I have two sewing machines. I'm like, all right. 
<laughs> she, and I wouldn't be surprised if she could operate two sewing machines at the same time. And yeah, this going. lady, I, I don't doubt it. So I was like, Mom, this is great. Thanks. So well, wait a like, minute. I will just is, do it. Is it Joanna's Fabrics? Are, are those kind of stores open? <clears throat> she can go to Walmart and get fabric. Oh, okay. Because Walmart is considered you know, a grocery store, so. Yeah. You know, I yeah. saw a very interesting uh, post that was supposed to have been uh, posted at a Walmart where they were saying, mm-hmm. uh, you know, please don't come in here and walk around because you're bored. We're staying here to put ourselves at risk to keep people, uh, you know, have, have getting the ability to get supplies and things that they need and food. And right. you just see people hanging out and walking around because they want to get out of the house. Like, stop that. You, We're feel not like you need a new that. TV. Yeah. 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 I know. You know, I mean, if you're yeah. there getting groceries and there's a TV and you want it, that's fine. But don't like just come in there and hang out. We, we don't have places open for that kind of stuff right now. And I kind of take that on the store management to shuffle people out that are, are just kind of, you know, dawdling or whatever. But yeah. I mean, just like you said, be sensible. Don't don't be an idiot. Right. And that's that's been my motto for a long time. Don't be a moron. Yeah. You know, I kind of raised my child on that motto. <laughs> Don't be an idiot. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not hard. You know, no. and so that's why she's a fabulous woman now. Yes, she is. But I'll tell you, I even feel guilty going to the mailbox. Like, like I need, there's certain things I need to get out of the mailbox. Uh, and I kind of right. feel guilty even going to the mailbox. I'm like, I shouldn't be going outside at all. But I mean, there's some things you have to. Right. I know. And I should probably check my mail. Thank you for the reminder. But yeah, well, sure. Good week. But, <laughs> but, but if you, you know, I wear um, a lot of times I wear, what are they called? Um, they're, they're like the head uh, headgear that you would wear in surgery, not like the big poofy ones, but like, um, uh, they're, they're like, like a surgical mask. Well, no, they're or, like, uh, they're like bandanas, but they're like the whole, the skull oh. cap. Mm-hmm. Like I like to wear those anyway. Um, especially in the, in the colder months because I shave my head, but, um, that, that kind of material, would that be okay to put over my, that's gotta be as good as a coffee filter. Oh yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Just, I, I don't trust a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so like even the masks that we're wearing out to protect ourselves, just clean them when you get in for the next use. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know that. People are still getting sick even after wearing masks and being safe. So viruses, you see, this thing is not discriminating against anybody. Sure. So just be safe. That's all I ask, and that's all I that's all I can give you at this point. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, no one said that this virus was going to make people smarter. Nope. But you know, an interesting thing too is that this is also an opportunity for people to kind of see the reality of of people and businesses and how they treat each other um, and how quickly we can we can go from a, a, the greatest economy in the world to probably the worst at this yes. point yes absolutely the great depression had 29 percent unemployment uh claims really and we are at i think almost 40 percent now well we had as 20, today. What was it 18 the first week i think yeah it's it is impressive. Yeah. So everybody just needs to hang in there. We will get through this. We always do. Yeah. You know, nine, nine, we've had so many events in our lifetime that we've seen, Scott. It's 9-11. We've mm-hmm. seen 
I mean, Hussein and just all these terrible guys. And and now this, the economic downturn, 2008. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, we lived through Castro. We lived through the Iran-Contra hearings. Yes, we, we did. Like all of that stuff. We did. The, the Gulf War. Like, we've actually seen a lot in our lifetime. We've seen not, a lot. Not all of it has directly affected us, but we've experienced no. a lot of uh, things Experience in our Experienced a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And poor New York. They just can't catch a break. And then Louisiana now. Did you hear this? They're mm-hmm. now, now that they're in, in a stay-at-home order. Now they're experiencing a rat infestation. Oh, wow. That doesn't help. Yeah. So they have the plague is running down the streets at this point now. Yeah. They're now dealing with that. And I'm just like, oh, man. Now, there are some good things that have come out of this. I think that um, one of the things that I've seen a lot on Facebook is people posting like their families are playing board games together and putting puzzles together. And they're actually having like yeah. family bonding time until they get sick of each other. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I think the fact that the factories aren't running, that there aren't a lot of cars out there um, putting out the, mm-hmm. the chemicals and stuff into the air from the exhaust. Right. We're actually seeing like nice skies return uh, a little bit and the air is getting a little uh, fresher again. I think there are some right. good things that are coming out of this. And I try to focus on even those little glints of light and and try well, to find the to. Yeah. You have to. And yeah. honestly, there, there will be a new way of life in this end. But it will get back to normal. It will. It will. But it's gonna. It's gonna be a different picture. I mean, even if it were to end now, I don't think it would be too bad. I think a lot of companies are still. They're going to be able to sustain this. But but when you hear companies like Harkin saying, uh, "We might not be back when this is over," I mean, that's crazy to think oh that Harkin's God. theaters wouldn't be showing movies anymore. Yeah, it's going direct to TV at this point. Yeah, and that's kind of crazy too. I saw that. That uh, who was it? Was it? Warner Bros. I can't remember which company now was was showing some of their feature films that they were about to release. They're they're putting them out for streaming at twenty dollars for a, for a rental, and I thought that's yeah. that seems a little much to me. Yeah, yeah, I know because their their cost is so much lower, and I have to make my own pretzel. So mm-hmm. I don't know, twenty dollars seemed a lot to me, but it's kind of cool. I think there's going to be that. Let's we have to feel all this out thing like the schools having to figure out how they're going to work from home and teach a class of 30 kids how do you do that you can't you can't put them all on zoom and watch 30 tiny pictures of people and think that you're really looking into their eyes and seeing if they're understanding or comprehending what you're teaching i mean of course not a lot of a lot of kids are are different kinds of learners there's visual there's audio there's you know and and some of them are like, I am so lost and who can I contact? You know, I, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, it's going to take it. so much adjusting. But this is an opportunity, I think, for people to experiment with those kind of things and see, you know, hey, let's try this and see if it works. Let's try that. Let's test this out. Because, A, if this is going to be an annual thing, there's no excuse for us not to be ready for next year. We have that opportunity right now to prepare um, to keep things running as best as possible. Uh, we can right. learn a lot from this. We can use this time to improve ourselves. Uh, you know, I even said to friends that are bored, I'm like, just take a class. Like, what have you always wanted to learn? Or what have you always been curious about? It's out there. That information is on the net. There are so many people that are offering classes, uh, live classes through Zoom. My friend Derek, who's a, a bass player for Cirque du Soleil, he's doing mm-hmm. uh, classes through uh, Skype or Zoom. Um, there's yeah. so much out there right now because the, the innovative people are finding ways to 
try and, and sustain. And that brings a lot of opportunities for people that want to learn. And, and the good the good news also is that once this is over and we figured it out, <laughs> we will uh, the economy is just going to go crazy. Yeah, I mean already, already the Dow uh, stock market looked great today. You know, mm-hmm. despite nobody being on the floor, <laughs> they're all <laughs> doing it virtually trading. You know? Yeah, and, and it's not a stock market controlled our world. You know, that's so. very true. Well, and, and think about the people that are going to thrive as soon as this is over. You know, oh, all, all these people are going to want to get out of the house. They're going to want to do things right away. As soon as they can go, they're going to want to get out there and do stuff. And the first place they're going to stop is the salon. I mean, hairdressers oh, yeah. are struggling right now, but as soon as the doors open, they are going to be booming with business. Massage oh, part, you know, uh, uh, places like Massage Envy or or like my friend Jan, who does massages, she'll go to your house and do it so that you don't have to drive right. home and undo the massage. Um, people mm-hmm. like that are going to oh, yeah. be thriving when this is over, as long as they can sustain themselves between then and now. Yeah, I know. You know, and for those people that have mortgages, call your lender if you're if you're worried. Just talk to them. You know, if yeah, you, they'll defer. Yeah, they'll, they'll, defer they've got right point. now a lot it's of the fine. banks are doing 90 days. Um, there's speculation as to what happens at the end of that 90 days. Some banks are, are some people are saying that, well, we have to pay the whole thing at the end of the 90 days. Others no. are saying, no, that's going to get added on to the end. I don't think they're going to require that because that's not going to help the banks to demand money they know you don't have right now because there's been no income. I mean, this isn't right. an, an American thing. This isn't a state thing. This is worldwide. Yeah, this, this is, is a globally global issue. So yeah. absolutely. So my my last question for you on this really is mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. how does this end? How do how does the medical world advise the the leaders to say, okay, we think it's okay for everybody to start returning to normal. It's okay to go outside, considering that right now we're still fighting that uphill battle where things are getting worse. How does this end? There's no answer for that because it has to take a huge downturn at this point. So when we have this vaccine that works is when, and and you have to remember, once we have a vaccine, the line for those injections are going to be outrageous. Yes. So take your time getting the vaccine and let the month, the month of the craziness of the vaccine injection, getting it to go in. Don't, don't storm the stores. Just let them, let it just happen, you know, on, and let the craziness die down before you start storming the store to get your vaccine. Now I've, I've heard uh, a lot of different things about the vaccine. I've heard that one is in the works. I've heard that one has already been created. I've heard that we're nowhere near it. Uh, no. <laughs> do you have any status on, on that? Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, no. It's so far. There, I know there's stuff in works. I heard that there's this anti-malarial drug that could possibly be effective, but they don't know. They don't know enough about this this virus. So it, they'll they'll figure it out. I I you know we have some really great um, scientists out here 
So I'm sad to admit this, but I, I mean, I grew up in the world of science fiction. I watched 2012 or whatever, 2010, a space odyssey. And I'm like, oh, sweet. After the year 2000, we're going to be floating around everywhere. We got like, I really bought (laughs) into that. That was interesting. That's funny. (laughs) It seems weird though, to me, and maybe it's because of that, but it seems Mm -hmm. weird to me that it's hard to come up with a vaccine when they they can look under a microscope. They can see what it does. There should be something. Mm-hmm. It should. It just seems like it should be a very simple thing to counterbalance with everything they've studied over the last fifty, a hundred years. It just seems like it should be easier. Well, you have to remember too that the COVID nineteen again a SARS created virus mm-hmm. has had its chance to mutate over the years. So it's not the same. It's caused by SARS. Yeah, but it's. It's had its chance to mutate and change and have new things in it. And, oh, we'll pick up this also. And, oh, okay, let's get that too. Right. You know, and so we're fighting something that we've never seen before. But this anyway, you know. Can't they just put a few drops of tea tree oil in it and make it go away? Well, or grapefruit juice. Grapefruit juice, yeah. Toilet paper? Yeah, sure. (laughs) A little toilet paper because obviously, (laughs) you know. Well, but but do you feel confident that uh, that this will that they will be able to to come up with a vaccine? I mean, you've seen a lot oh, of stuff of in the, in the of profession. Of course. Oh yeah, no, we come up with we 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 found a vaccine for polio, man. That's true. That was that was knocking off children left and right. Yes. You know, we we found a, a vaccine for measles, mumps, mm-hmm. rubella. Absolutely, we'll, we'll conquer this. This is not this is not something we can't. We can't do. And we did stop that pesky scurvy. Yeah, darn you, scurvy, <laughs> polio. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we, we we'll take care of this. Yeah, it's I, just it's just people in are at a panicked level right now because we have no control yet. Once we get control, business as usual. Well, maybe maybe it's similar to this. I think I finally understood why people are afraid to fly. And not everybody, but I think a lot of the fear of flying is that you don't, it's not that you're high up. It's not that you're afraid the plane is going to crash as much as it is. You don't have any control. You're not driving the car. And that makes you feel helpless. Mm -hmm. And then you add the danger of being, you know, 30,000 feet in the air, uh, certainly compounds it. But I think the biggest fear of flying is that you're not in control of the situation. There's nothing you can do to save yourself if you needed to. And you're also in a German-fested capsule. There's that. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't dislike flying, but I'm not. At the same time, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know why. It's so convenient. It, it, you get places very quickly. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not that expensive, but for some reason, I just really don't like to fly. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Whereas the first time, I was like, "Oh, this is the coolest thing. Why haven't I been doing this all along?" And and I think I was twenty. I was like 24 or 25 the first time I flew. And it was just from uh, Colorado Springs to LA. I know. (laughs) I really am. But but yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when you really start analyzing things like clowns, why are people afraid of clowns? Well, because it's a fake smile. You're being lied to. You know, you can't trust this person. And and then you're like, oh, now I get it. But still make me a balloon animal. Steven Spielberg ruined that for all of us, the clown thing. Oh, um, with Poltergeist? No. Okay, that, oh, yeah, that was bad. (laughs) Oh, I didn't tell you. That clown is here in Vegas. 
No, I don't need to see that. Any, I don't. You don't need to send me a picture of that clown man. Do not go <laughs> to the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, well, you can't okay. right now, but don't go to the Hard Rock Cafe um, at Planet Hollywood because that is where the actual clown doll from the movie Poltergeist. They did currently not is. acquire that clown. There they was did. no need. Yeah. No, did. there was no need. That is why we're not there ever. <laughs> again ever yeah. ever ever fortunately oh we have like a bazillion other restaurants in vegas that i can take you to when you come here but uh yeah they do have the clown from poltergeist and uh i just i was i was just so tickled when i saw that because i thought that was just the, the neatest thing and yes it does look fairly creepy no. not as creepy as the annabelle doll because that thing in person That's in right. broad daylight in a room full of people is literally the creepiest thing i've ever seen Kudos to James oh Wan God. for creating that because that's that thing is just oh, amazing. No. no, 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 Annabelle, no <laughs> creepy clowns, poltergeist. I'm good, man. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, for sure. Mm-mm. Well, Sarah, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and helping to clear yeah. up some of this because there's just so much misinformation out there. And I know I I had a, another fun little one I'll tell you before we go. Oh. I had one guy call me and he said. Um, I heard that drinking isopropyl oh, will God. get yep, will get rid of, and I have a lot more, but <laughs> it'll take all night. But he said I heard drinking isopropyl will um, get rid of the coronavirus if you're a carrier. I said, no, do not do that. That will kill you. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's rubbing alcohol. Right. That's yeah. the active ingredient in rubbing alcohol. Do not do not do that. Yeah. And he goes, oh. Okay, well, that's what the media said. And I go, no, no, no. I want you to stop any thoughts of that right now. (laughs) It's like, okay, I'm really glad you asked because that is not, that's not good. And he goes, well, ibuprofen will cause it, he said. I go, no, that's not true either. (laughs) No, you should be drinking witch hazel. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. No, no. I was like, just call. It, you know, or go on the CDC or the NIH.gov or, you know, your your state information website before yeah. you decide to do anything proactive about anything. Yeah, if, <laughs> if your explanation Please. is going to start with somebody said or I somebody heard said. that, call mm-hmm. a medical professional mm-hmm. before you do anything. No, just don't. Yeah. Please just ask. And, you know, our information could be out of date. You never know because things are changing. Every second, sure. you know, and it's like, okay, well, yesterday's information was wrong. Great. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but there's info. some things that aren't going to change. Like don't drink isopropyl alcohol. In- don't. Yeah. That's never a good situation. No. How I mean, is this? How is it ever good? Yeah. I mean, that's what you use to clean things. And if you use things to clean things, it doesn't go in your mouth. That's, that's just a good you're rule. Cleaning wounds and, and, you know, your your earrings no yeah well you Honey. know and i i had heard that i don't remember which country it was but it was like a country where alcohol is kind of taboo iran that was in was iran yeah. yep and it's illegal there and so they said if you drink a copious amount of alcohol it will prevent you from getting it and so these, all these men were dying yeah from alcohol from poisoning because alcohol they've got poisoning. no tolerance yeah yep and so yeah they had all these deaths and I was like, oh, God, it was one of those, you know, shake my head, head hand in the forehead moments. The, the world makes like, me sad oh, sometimes. Guys. It's just, you know, 
I, I understand in, in areas where maybe they don't have the same kind of uh, access to information that we do, but there's so many right. resources that you have at your disposal other than the internet, or I heard somebody say, or a buddy of mine said, like, don't do anything to yourself without checking it. If it's not something you would normally do, verify it with somebody who knows what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. Another one was another one was drinking cow urine. What? Yep. Yep. And I said, no, uh -uh. that's not. Not something. There are so many things wrong with that happening. I, aside from the concept, like obtaining it and putting that anywhere near your face. You know. That is never a positive thing. I just don't no. recommend doing that as well. So they no. didn't even do that in Laura Ingalls times. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, who is, I'm going to come over there and punch the face of the person that told you to do that. Yes. Yes, said, just wear your gloves. Please do not. Just and wear I'll wear my gloves. gloves and my face mask. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll wear my skull cap and, and we'll all be happy. Please. But, yeah, yep. just just be smart. Take care of yourself. Don't hoard shit. Share with people. Mm -hmm. We can all get Share. through this if we just work together. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for coming on the show. Thank you for being out there in the medical world and helping yes. uh, to, to facilitate people getting the information and help that they need, because we can't do this without people doing what you do. We would all just be laying thank on the you. ground like an episode of The Walking Dead. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back and see us uh, a fourth time at some yeah. point, because we're yeah. going to live through this and there will be more shows. I have 198 to go. Okay, great. I will come back. <laughs> Excellent. And oh, and you know, it'll be interesting to see how many marriage proposals that you get after this episode. Oh, I know. I love those. Keep keep them coming, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the dowry has just gone up. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you take care, Sarah. All right. Thanks, Scott. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. Straight from the uh, the mouth of a medical professional, some great, great feedback, some great information really helped dispel some stuff. Please do not drink isopropyl alcohol. If you don't have an alcohol tolerance, do not drink a lot of alcohol of any kind. Don't drink witch hazel. Don't drink anything that wasn't meant to be consumed. Uh, be smart, be clean, be safe, love each other. And uh, always, uh, if you guys need anything, write me at scott at scotthaskin.com. And we'll talk to you soon. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. Take care of each other, y'all. Bye.